Hello, and welcome to year two, episode 13 of fucking music mm-hmm. podcast, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm your host, <laughs> Renewed. I've got a fresh energy. I got a new lease on life. I'm full of electricity. It's brimming from my fingertips. And I've also got Jordan here. Jordan, what's up? Wait, I'm Levi. Jordan. <laughs> Dude, I'm, you're zapping me right now. Um, I'm zapped. We're here. We're here. That's we're here. that's where I'm at. How you doing, man? I'm feeling like uh, I'm feeling like Mario. So I'm playing Super Mario Odyssey with my girlfriend right now. I'm feeling like Mario on that telephone wire, zapping. You know. <laughs> I mean, he is zooming when he does that. He's zooming. It's kind of like a He's Mario tearing. month, I think, in both of our households. Been got yeah, absolutely. We've had the Mario movie on repeat. Um, Miles. My son was singing the Peaches song on piano, um, like Dude, the video, video I sent you. Absolutely, yeah, just it's. it's I, I, I'm can just you my mind to me, is blown. Like the for the audience, just like just the experience of watching that video. Like, give me the camera angles. Give me what's revealed, please. I think I think everyone needs to hear. Yeah. So he he spends the day with uh, my mother-in-law while I while I'm with um, our newborn. Um, but he, he, he wanted the room to himself. They have a piano in like their back room and he'll play with it. You know, just kind of mess around. He's not even two yet. Um, right. So it's just kind of, just hit the white keys and you're in the key of C. That's kind of what I've yeah. told him. Um, That's true. And he'll cook, you know, he'll 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 whip some stuff up. Um, <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's musically minded, that's for sure. But he wanted the room to himself and uh, every time Bowser sings the Peaches song, in the Mario movie, um, I'll try to sing along, but he always wants it quiet. Like he needs, he needs to hear. <laughs> He'll be like, "Daddy, no, thank you." Um, th- this is a kid that knows what he wants, um, yeah, which I respect. I, I respect. That. That's great. Um, but anyways, the camera kind of starts in the living room, and then you slowly walk towards the back room, and it gets a little louder, and you can just hear him in his little toddler speak. Peaches, I love you. Peaches, peaches, peaches. It's really peaches, good. Peaches. Like Levi, you sent Levi it to me. Got, and you were he, like, he knew what it was, and I, I didn't know what yeah, it was 100%. the first time I saw it. Um, Lily had to tell me, and I was like, then I put it together. It's it's easy once you know what it is. But uh, right, yeah. Between the Mario movie, Mario Odyssey, Mario Wonder, which I Mario I, Wonder, I still need yeah. to play that. Um, oh man, it's so good, dude. Good time to be a gamer, so to, uh, potentially. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bad time to be a games a games industry employee. I'll tell you what. Great, great time to be a gamer, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah, truly. My views do not represent those of my employer, but. Uh, yeah, sh- but anyways, now. yeah, you're uh, too, man. Feeling good. Good to be too. back um, after a little a little holiday break, 2024. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, you feeling feeling good about about some picks for this month? Yeah, I'm feeling great about some picks for this month. I um, our episode last year, last January, was called Dry January, um, and fitting, fittingly so. I think that like the pressure of the the podcast and 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 just trying to find picks that I was excited about. I remember feeling at first that it was sparse, that there was not a ton to talk about, and you know, truthfully, felt that a little bit going into this month. Um, 
was surprised by a couple of things that came out, you know, artists who I hadn't really heard before or hadn't spent a lot of time with and we'll, we'll get into that. Right. But, um, I think what's interesting that happened this month as well is like finding out, you know, about one of our, you know, one of our last, our last bastions of independent music journalism. Well, I don't know if it's really that independent if it's owned by Condé Nast. Right. But obviously there's the news, uh, this month of, um, of Pitchfork, uh, sort of getting refactored, uh, folded into GQ, um, because of course music is a men's interest. Um, mm-hmm. it's just kind of boys stuff, you know. It's a boys club. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah truly. Um, it's it's weird, dude. It's super ridiculous, and I think that like Pitchfork, for all of its um, you know, reputation as being at once gatekeepy and obscure, while also being you know, tone deaf and full of <laughs> optimistic articles, you know, somehow it's both at once really weird. Um, you know, Pitchfork has been a, a source of a lot of insight, you know, for myself personally over the years. Right. And, um, even last year with the podcast of just like trying to keep up with stuff that was new. It's not the only music, you know, journalism website. It's not the only place posting reviews, right? But it's one of the bigger ones and they would get pretty niche. They would get pretty obscure and they would talk about um, stuff that I would have a hard time, you know, hearing about elsewhere, right? And so it's been sitting with me a little bit, this um, idea of just kind of, I don't know, losing that, right? That fire going out. Obviously it's still going to exist in some capacity, but I think anybody that's seen um, any vertical juggled, you know, by its corporate overlords to some new sector of the company. It's just like shit changes, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's been weird. It's been weird to watch that stuff happen. It's been interesting. Cause I think it's kind of pushed me to like consider other places I can look. Not that it was the only place I would look right. But spending time on like the boom cat, you know, uh, weekly digest, uh, spending time on like allmusic.com and, and honestly it's been cool. Like exposing me to stuff that literally I never would have heard otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been tough to see some of that stuff happen and makes you wonder about the future of the music industry. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm sure like, you have no thoughts as an ex band camp. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, <laughs> You're out of there. Did you? Did they make you sign shit? Can you not say anything? Sorry. Can we talk about this on the podcast? <laughs> I'm just gonna let's just take the high road here. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't. Um... <laughs> let's take the high road. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <Beats> me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's like a for a publication like Pitchfork that's been around for so long, and you know, it's like you said, it's changed quite a bit in the past decade five years i don't remember when they got acquired maybe that was 10 years ago whatever um i think just as far as like publications that i would check personally or that have like a certain reputation um i think that is like they were a major player and um like it's a bummer to see like i think most of their i know the editor-in-chief got got sacked but i'm sure like most of their editorial right. staff did as well um mm-hmm. so that's like a piece yeah, of it right a significant reduction um, yeah, yeah in 2015 the, they got bought by Condé 2015 Nast. okay so like almost 10 years um but yeah like just that voice in the music industry music criticism in, in specific but I, I think 
I don't, I don't know where I would go. I think right now, like individual tastemakers or, or, or podcasts um, mm-hmm. are great places to, <laughs> to hear, hear like what other people are listening to. Um, but I think with something more unified, like that was always, I always found it intriguing, right? Like, yeah. sure, we could talk about like how arbitrary the scores are to a certain degree, but um, I don't know. I would, I would, without fail, I would check like if Pitchfork reviewed a record that I was listening to, check the score, um, just out of curiosity, right? Because it's like, yeah, that was kind of, to a certain degree, you trust their voice unless they, you know, shit on an album you like, then it's like, well, these right. guys are fucking stupid. Oh, I hate <laughs> right. them. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer. I think like some of the old guard and I, I'm curious to see like just where the industry goes as a whole, right? Like towards, yeah. what are we moving towards? Um, shorter songs, streams, TikToks and all that. I think. Uh, right. Playlists, playlist farms. Yeah, totally. I, I, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, something I touched on is this, is this idea of like Pitchfork's reputation, right? Of just being like, oh, they're sellouts. They're talking about fucking Ice Spice, you know, they're, they've lost their, you know, their, um, their fingers no longer on the pulse or they're like so obscure and they're shitting on like, you know, my, yeah, my favorite record or, or whatever. Right. And it's like, I think what's so funny and, and, you know, there's a sentiment that, you know, forgive me because I, I don't actually remember who, who it was that, that had tweeted this, but there, there's this, the, there's this idea from a certain type of person on the internet that's like good riddance, right? And it's like, while I get that and I understand, you know, that the pitchfork's balance of like snarkiness to quality writing to whatever may have skewed in in the wrong direction, you know, in in some moments or or, or some moments for for certain people personally. There's this sentiment that that someone expressed where they're just like, you're just gonna you're gonna miss it. You're going to miss the day where you can go somewhere and see what a person thinks about an album. Mm-hmm. And it can be wrong. It can be not what you think, but you can get their honest take. That's not influenced by the PR team of that band, of that artist, et cetera. Right. And I think that is some of the, that is a lot of the concern, you know, beyond the the whole moving, you know, pitchfork into like a men's interest vertical is like ridiculous, but like, the idea, like, you look at a lot of the stuff GQ does, and a lot of it tends to be pretty PR approved, right? And, like, yeah. you know, along the lines of what a brand wants to talk about, right? And I think positioning, who knows what will happen, but positioning Pitchfork's editorial stuff along those same lines seems like a misstep and seems like a, um, seems like it has the potential to be a major loss. And so, yeah, it's, if, you know, for folks who are like, good riddance, I would challenge you to think about why you feel that way and consider the alternative where you know people are saying who's mitski and they say the the, mitski is this tiktok audio and you go oh actually that's a person who makes music and you should listen to an album maybe um i mean we're starting the year off strong by being old immediately um (laughs) but uh uh what i I'll transition to our my my first pick, which is actually uh, someone that I'd never heard before, um, and discovered only because of the, uh, the the reasons that I was sort of describing being pushed to look elsewhere uh, on the Boomcat uh, uh, weekly weekly digest. Uh, and my first pick, and our first pick of the year, is "Great Doubt" by Astrid's son. 
This was a record that, um, you know, never judge a book by its cover, but I saw it and I was just like, okay, I think I maybe could guess what type of music this is, right? I'm seeing what seems to be like a young woman's face, sort of a, you know, analog film photography, you know, uh, no, no branding, no typography, all this stuff. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I, you, you, you think to yourself, maybe this is not too far off from like a Joanna Sternberg or a, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know, like that kind of vibe, right. Quieter singer, songwriter, lo-fi vibes. Right. Um, and, you know, seeing some buzz from some music writers I respect and the, uh, you know, that, that Boomcat newsletter, I decided to check it out. Uh, and honestly, I was really excited about what I heard basically immediately. Um, ML Bush was like a pick from last year, right? But like, mm-hmm. as I spoke to on the podcast, I kind of needed to circle back to it, right? Like I, I kind of listened to it and I was like, all right, this is fine. Um, and then, you know, seeing more people talk about it and be like, is there something I missed here? Like steeping myself in it afterwards like I, I i saw that there was like oh man there's actually so much here that i'm that i'm enjoying that kind of needed to be a little bit a little bit more patient like with or like pass through or whatever and great doubt opens with this very quiet sort of like unnerving you know interlude you know that's like under a minute long and then it just rolls into the sound of, of this record which is this extremely sparse you know not unlike some of like the sounds on the ml bush record not unlike terza this extremely sparse almost like plotting like rhythmically i don't even know if it's like dynamic rhythmically in the sense that like the rhythm is changing but it has like a very particular plotting feel to it um that i immediately i'm like oh okay i have some touchstones for like what this is and frankly immediately i'm into it like i'm into like uh (laughs) getting on board with something like so soon after like connecting with the ml boost record like Mm. uh late last year um and listening to the rest of it like with that lens like i just you know i was honestly transfixed like I, i listened to it while driving um and i was driving at night and i just felt that like winter companion feel this like sparse kind of haunting vocals sparse songwriting uh lyrics that were just like feel very like cutting and honest and sincere um and yeah i was just extremely into the sound of this record and it it continues on with like again music that or sounds that don't always feel I don't know. They don't always feel like warm and inviting, right? But there's like a a a sort of sober honesty to the hmm. way it feels that just feels like an early morning or a late night. And yeah, I just absolutely was loving. Uh, I, I've loved the sound of this record, and I've just been putting it on over and over again. Um, it's really short, and so it makes it easy to do that. But yeah, I have really enjoyed it so far. Yeah, dude. I I'm glad you brought up. Terza, because I think that was probably the closest comparison that came to mind when listening to this. Um, it's so easy to make. Like that, well, I guess the, so after the intro track, the the second track, Do You Wanna, I, that that's the one with just like this, I think that you mentioned the plotting. It was just kind of this really loud, in-your-face drumbeat, um, which I loved. I, I really yeah. liked that that track um 
and I think from the get-go you're you're getting this like minimal um you know intentional sounding music right like there there's not a lot um or not too much going on rather um it feels restrained in a lot of positive ways um which I really liked and I I think aesthetically like you said it it does remind me of ML Bouche and that kind of I don't know if I'd say DIY, but it's it's definitely like some sort of um, yeah, it's stripped down. Yeah, like I, I like that, like a stripped down, like electronic adjacent sound. I mean, Def- we know that that ML Bush was recording guitars in cars. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's on point. But yeah, definitely like a homegrown sound, like something that you know Astrid Son was probably not doing in a studio, which is super cool, and I love like that just ethos that the artists can you know dig into these days it just makes it so much easier to to create something i think yeah. overall i i don't know there's a lot of great ideas here um but i don't know i don't i don't think i loved it overall um as much as you were saying i think yeah i don't know i i would i'd be curious to listen to some more of their stuff to be honest, to like yeah. dig into the back catalog because I think they have a couple other records before this one. Yeah, I um, think this is her third record. Yeah, there's definitely like skill with with how it's you know in the craft of it um, and like the sonics, but but I don't know. I th- I think it's just and I'm sure once we get to my pick, just my different tastes the past couple years will will come to light, right? But. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think atmosphere, like I, I don't find myself favoring atmosphere as much as other factors of music, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like for you, like you mentioned connecting with the lyrics or, or finding those intriguing, like, I don't know. This just, this, this to me feels very much just like you put it on like, like for vibes, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't yeah. mean to, to make that sound like a detriment. That's just kind of, Mike, no, I, it's me. really interesting, dude. And like, we will get into it with like with your with your pick as well. But like, yeah, I mean, we're clearly we are just like listening to music in in different ways, and I love that, right? But it's just like, I mean, this is just the furthest cry from Jeff Rosenstock, even. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a very different thing, and yeah, I think that's well put. This resistance to atmosphere, you know. Um, and, and I wonder what that is, right? I wonder what is pushing you to maybe fill the soundscape a little bit more, right? With more sounds and more like a more rounder sort of thing, you know? Whereas something like this that, yeah, leaves provides you with not necessarily dead air, but a lot of room to sort of project into. And I think that in my sunless Seattle moments, it's just it's needed and it's, and it's mm. appreciated and I've been running a lot more lately and this is not something that I'm putting on for exercising or whatever. Right. But like, yeah, late night drawing at my desk or, or, or driving to a, to, you know, a party with friends like this is, uh, yeah, the, the, it's, it's for the more contemplative moments. Yeah. Right. And I think what's interesting too uh, about, both of our picks is that in different ways it feels like they're in conversation with just like the way we're, we're making music. Like they both feel in my, in my estimation, like very progressive in their production, but it's just in completely different ways. Mm. And honestly, I would love to hear you talk more about your pick and sort of, um, yeah. What, what led you to it? Sure. Yeah. So my pick for this month 
is It's Sorted by Cheek Face. I can only do one normal thing a day. Order from the menu $20 buffet. I am people pleasing and I follow the rules. I am bending over backwards. Does it make me look cool? Who modeled the behavior in which I engaged? The permission structure built on what you took and what you gave. Say Cheekface is a punk rock band from LA. Um, yeah, I think they kind of cover a couple different genres, but they've been make, making music for a while. Um, I This is my first time listening to them this month. Um, I think this is their fourth full-length record. Um, and yeah, I think I just kind of, to sum it up, I would describe this, it's it's very similar to acts like Parquet Courts or hmm. They Might Be Giants or Cake. It's kind of like this interesting dude, cross. Dude, Cake? Between, oh, wow. Dude, hold on. 100%. Hold, dude, yeah, no, I know. you're dead on. <laughs> just kind of this, like I'm looking at the, the tags on Rate Your Music just to kind of guide me a little bit, but one of the tags mm-hmm. is Geek Rock, which I just think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's just on we'll get there we'll get there um, which I think it definitely it, it it has that sort of vibe to it um, but yeah musically or, or this band rather um, it's a guitarist lead singer it's a three piece um, a bassist and a drummer um, you know in the studio they they add some other tracks, like there's plenty of synths, there's some trumpets on this record. Um, mm-hmm. I think instrumentally and production-wise, it's very straightforward, but it's mm-hmm. also very crisp and just very, um, it, it feels very cohesive and I don't know another word other than professional, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I think this this band, from what I've read about them, um, they come from more indie spheres, um, but after learning more about this record and, and kind of how they created it and what led them to it, they just wanted to keep doing what they were doing, just make it better. Um, hmm. which is funny because that, that reminds me a lot of hell mode. And I think putting this in a similar lane to, to hell mode or Jeff Rosenstock as a whole wouldn't be too far off. I think, yeah. um, yeah, this record is, it's funny. It's dark it's full of doom it's full of monotony it's full of grooves you'll dance to it you'll laugh um it's very ironic and sarcastic um the lead singer delivers these really descriptive um like like literally conscious lines about daily life or you know the status of the country or the world with just it's just deadpan and (laughs) like sometimes I don't know at a certain point I was listening to it and just like I don't know what the joke is anymore Um, because a lot (laughs) of it is very satirical in in, you know their songwriting like the first song is about wanting to be famous but but being famous is is cringe so you want to be famous or be successful on the fringe of society or like your circles um, right. and like the first time I listened to that, I was like, I was just like, a, you know, it's a bit corny. Like, 
sure, I, I get it. But then, you know, as you as I sat with the record and listened to it more, it's like, okay, this is like, are they making fun of me? Like, and and like, right. What I yeah, think. What or, is it? What, what 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 kind of person wants to be famous? Exactly. On like, who's who's the butt know? of the joke here? Like, am I the butt? Right. of You know what I mean? Um, right. I think that sort of complexity or kind of just gray area has kept me coming back and like the lyrics are, are a strong aspect of this and I think or, or the songwriting and lyrics but I think also just the the craft of this songwriting is just really impressive um, super catchy really infectious some of the best like bass I've heard on a record in a long time hmm. um, yeah just really it just sounds really good and like the vocals are very forward in the mix and the drumming is you know really not too substantial but i think that reading interviews of this band like that was sort of what they were going for like they really want mm. they really want you to sit with the lyrics of this record and kind of the dread or joy or whatever feelings that it's evoking for you um but yeah, I, I do wanted to like, or I did want to mention some of the, just some quirky little bars. But I'm curious, like, I think when you texted me, like, it sounded like sounded like you had heard of them before. Um, no, like, did you know Cheek you know Face, what? or it's just the name? I, <laughs> <laughs> the name, dude. You know, it's so funny. As we were talking about, it, I was googling them just to like, you know, look at their Wikipedia as, as you were talking and. Um, yeah, I mean, you Google cheek face and then you hit images and it's just diagrams <laughs> of cheeks and faces. Um, no, dude, it's a fu- it's a funny band name and I, and I don't know what I expected, but I dude, it's really interesting. I I put them on. I was like, get the sense they're it's going to be a little bit more like high energy, like just based on my you know, um experience having a podcast with you over the last year. I was like, I feel like this is a safe bet. And put it on as I as I went on a run and great running music but i'll be honest i just was immediately like just really annoyed (laughs) with the sound i'm like what the fuck dude (laughs) i'm like i'm like i give you give a mouse a fucking cookie you give jeff jeff rosenstock album of the year on music podcast and he's just gonna push and push and push and now it's not even punk it's not even ska it's fucking like weird al cake (laughs) and i'm (laughs) and i'm like what are we doing dude good dude and they're like you know but then by the end of that first song right yes because he talks about like uh, being you know famous on the on the fringe right um but then he starts talking about like you like I want to be like popular in the camera that's on your doorstep, right? And so like we're immediately talking about this like, um, you know, ring cameras and and home defense and community. And yeah, I think that's all that 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 same first song, and that's kind of how all these songs go, right? They kind of wind and talk about all this stuff and cover a lot of ground and circle back to a central theme and then go back and, um, it's. It's so funny. The, the the thing is, I think every generation has music like this, right? This mm-hmm. is this is not we didn't start the fire, but it's not not we didn't start the fire mm-hmm. in the sense of like a lot of this songwriting is you know, pretty tactful and well deployed, like just paranoid rhyming, right? Rhyming about, you know, rhyming and bemoaning like 
the the modern day, right? And just everything we're dealing with, and you know, going for talking about security and communities to the government to you know uh, recycling, right? And it's like it covers so much ground, and I think it works, right? I I'm curious how dated it will feel immediately, right? Because it's all so grounded in the now, but like. I'm in the now right now. And it's like, I think that's fine. But yeah, dude, literally like um, <laughs> the like lift plus to JFK line that some people were annoyed by, like on the, on it's, the it's, Jeff Rosen's yeah. talk album. That's just this whole it's record. It's that, but the album, just, exactly. It's like, the, the whole, the whole I thought thing. of life admin or the, yeah, that line. It's like, it's that, life admin meets times. losing my edge by LCD sound system, yeah. you know, and just like talking, you know, um, I, I found, you know, I, I did, by the end of it, I didn't mind this record. I, I got what they were going for and I enjoyed it. I still kind of found his voice to be like kind of grating and annoying. And I'm like, I know what he's going for and I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I just like, you, you got to settle down, dude. You got to cool it with these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's and here's so, the thing, man. Yeah. I think this is like, I don't know. I think there is, I think you could go either way. I don't think there's anyone that would be just like kind of, I don't know, middle. I, it sounds like you're sort yeah. of middle on this, but I feel like I, you're, I you're leaning kind of, I, You're leaning the other way, which is fine. No, um, and I think I am leaning, by the end of it, I am leaning pro, but like honestly just like oscillating wildly, you know, each time, right? He does this thing over and over in the album where he repeats a line, he says a line, and then he repeats 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 the line, and by the time you get into the third and fourth thing, you're like, bro, I get it, like, I do get it, you know? But, you know, as someone who, you know, the, 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 the patented music podcast challenge listen, I'm just like, what is he doing, right? What is the intention here? It, it is to great, right? It is to send a message. It is to sort of like uncover like these uncomfortable truths. And so it's like, I, I appreciate that, right? I think it's interesting to, to dig in there, right? But like, yeah, it's a chorus of saying, you know, that it is the album's title. It's like, do you have recycling or, or where's the recycling? And it's like, it's sorted. And just repeating that phrase over and over and over. It's like, that's not a chorus. Like, you can't do that. But like, I guess it is. And I guess I'm thinking about what the rest of the song is about in, in the light of that. Um, but yeah, dude, very interesting sort of sound, very interesting pick at moments. It sounds like like the, the guitar is like as tight as like the tightest, you know, song from the strokes. And in other moments, it sounds like LCD sound system or yes, cake. I was trying to think about who is this, that this is reminding me of. And you said that I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Long <laughs> fucking jacket, dude. Yeah. It's, but that's fair. And I think like to your point earlier about, um, like how this might age. I think, uh, I don't know what this has going for it is like, we're both living right now, you know? So I think, right. uh, that will probably impact how we might look back on this in the future if we do look back on this. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely is capturing a very specific moment in time for better or worse. Yeah. Um, I think it's for better. I think it's important, right? And I, I think that, um, yeah, I think in its worst moments, it reminds me of just like someone doing like like a white guy rapping on TikTok about like the things he's scared of, like on the fucking Planet Money TikTok channel or whatever. You oh, know? dude. Um, yeah. 
and it's not that right it it is elevated above that and and i and i appreciate that but yeah i think the way it's like critiquing the now and also deeply a part of the now i think is genuinely like a very interesting like thing about sure. this and and honestly i'm just like okay i want to listen to their other stuff i imagine it's the same um or or similar along those lines but um yeah yeah super super interesting pick dude yeah i mean from what i've read it's kind of all the same and that's that's not unintentional um yeah but yeah dude i don't know i'll just let me just read this one line because i just think it's funny or this one verse subject line what's a lawn chair like do you ever sit outside getting 69 bug bites ask away (laughs) is it punk to complain the salad's mostly iceberg when it should be romaine um it is it is a jeff rosen stock lyric it's literally (laughs) yeah lily lily gave me shit she's like dude you're just in your angsty white guy phase and i was like you know that's she's not wrong um she's so i've decided to lean in this month with cheek face i'm a cheek freak no i don't know if yeah i was was just saying yeah (laughs) good you're a cheek freak that's beautiful (sighs) i you know i i i approve I think it all comes down to what you're angsty about, and if you're angsty sure. about what the, what this record is angsty about, hey man, go hog wild. <laughs> um, Takes in a different direction, I, uh, bro. What do you got? Yeah, I, I it would be it would. I I don't mean to sound more negative on it that that, that I was, but uh, it would be my pleasure. Um, <laughs> I so this next pick is is, is somebody that. I honestly had never heard of until late last year uh, when they were included on a Jack Green, Jacques Green, I guess, um, a Jacques Green mix on uh, Rinse FM. And I can even link it in the in the description if I remember to do that. It's a guest mix uh, from this artist and, and, and Jacques Green and, and heard it ahead of this album coming out. And yeah, by the time it was drop in, I was like, okay, I need to jump in. I loved what I heard, especially mixed in context. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, SD2 by Luke Man. Here's the deal. I really like this record. It's dancey. Uh, it feels brief. The songs feel brief. There's great hooks. It's well-constructed. There's cool samples and all this stuff. But it's also clouded by the fact that, like, all of this stuff sounds so much cooler in context. And w- But what I mean is there are some songs where by the time it's you feel like it's just getting going, it ends, right? Which is, like, fine, right? It's, you know, but but, like, a lot of this music feels like it was intended to be like mixed into a set right and so uh luke man is a electronic music producer and truly the cleanest parallel that i can draw is, is someone who has actually kind of co-signed him in in, in recent years is, is is vegan 
really, really, really reminds me of listening to to vegan stuff where you hear it and you go, this is awesome. I really wish someone was like rapping over this. I really wish someone was singing on this. I really wish I could hear this in the context of a DJ hmm. set. I really wish this was like, for example, under beat poetry, at, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. that album um, Headache, uh, that Headache album that, that, that was from last year. Um, and, and I feel that way about Luke, man, but I still can't discount just how much I've enjoyed listening to this record, right? It's, it feels infinitely repeatable. It feels like there's a really like great amount of like ground covered from like stuff that feels like, you know, it's from the UK underground to stuff with like a country twang and like, you know, influence um, even when it has like an R and B sample, like, you know, pitched down and spliced over the top. Um, It's really cool. It's a cool record. It's got cool art. It's apparently the second in a sort of trilogy of records that Luke man is putting out. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really into this. I, I think that, what I'll say though is that like if you have any interest in hearing this, listen to it, but check out the mix I'm gonna link. Because like hearing some of these songs in context or hearing just like Luke Man's like <laughs> you know, DJing capabilities, it really brings this stuff to life. And it's I don't know, as I've like come into this year with like a soft goal of like not getting back into dance music because I've never been out of it, right? But like listening to more dance music than maybe mm-hmm. I was last year. Um and yeah, it just the 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 venue and the avenue at which in which you're listening to this stuff really changes it a lot, right? And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm curious how this record hit you, um, but uh, yeah, SD One by Luke Man, how'd you feel, dude? I really liked it. Um, let's go, let's I go. Think, uh... <laughs> I'm editing in applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm happy to say that I liked it, man. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned vegan. It also doesn't surprise me that they are sort of in the same scene or, you know, that vegan is, is co-signed Luke, man. Is that how, you, how you've been yeah, saying Yeah, I think it's Luke, man. Yeah. Um, cause I think like the, the production styles feel similar, um, like it really is uh, both vegan and Luke man have this in, in my opinion, like distinct aesthetic where they don't overcrowd their music or, or there's like plenty yeah. going on to keep it interesting. Um, but it's all like, like it feels like delicately crafted in a way, hmm. which I really appreciate. Um, but yeah, this is a fun one. I, I do want to go back to it just to kind of, cause I think there's, there's more that I can dig into. Um, but that first track, "Baby, You're a Star," I like. I've been just looping that. I I really love. Oh yeah, that track. It's just yeah. Brielle's kind of obsessed with it too. Whenever I put it on, she goes, "Fuck yeah, love this song." <laughs> and I go, "Hell yeah, dude." I think it's that like that mix of it. It it feels like country adjacent. I don't know if I'd call it like a country kind of riff, but it's it, like, it all, if uh, the thing I felt is like it could be a Dijon song. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just has this like southern like grounding and root to it that is just like yeah kind of yeah um, yeah it's amazing it's tantalizing yeah it's like this like a dusty acoustic guitar and then like a bouncy kick underneath it and then just that sample baby you're a star so that's just i i really love that song and i think when i did listen to it front to back um 
It was just fun. I, I, it was on speakers. I feel like this would be a fun headphones album. Just like yeah, walking around or like doing doing something around the house. Um, but yeah, I think this is like a perfect little. I think I've moved away. Like I, I still love ambient music, but I think I, I just don't find myself like wanting to listen to ambient music. Like definitely not like when I'm doing stuff. But yeah, because I don't really, I don't need, have anything to study for anymore or like. <laughs> Bro's fun employed, so I don't have any work to do yeah, um, with ambient music. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like a- ambient dance. music ain't covering up the, the, the cries of the baby. That's exactly yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> right. We need some we need some sub bass, um, bass, <laughs> sub bass. You got eight oh eights just pounding <laughs> yeah, your eardrums, just like Jordan, please uh, dude. <laughs> help, help. He's, dum, dum. He's, he's crying. Um no, jokes, jokes. I when my baby cries. <laughs> jokes, I'm a good dad. I'm a good <laughs> yeah. dad. Um, but no, seriously, like the, like it's it's very engaging, but also something that like can serve as good background noise. I know you. Yeah. We we've talked about like dance music as a whole and kind of how that can work into listening or just life in general. Um, but yeah, dude, I was really stoked on this one. Great find. Starting yeah. the year off strong. Um, Luke, man. Yeah, I was, I was really man. into this one, man. Yeah, man. And it really, it, it makes me stoked uh, about Vegan's LP that's coming in April, mm, um, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he has put out a couple songs ahead of it, um, which I had sent. I'm not sure if you had had a chance to listen to them yet, right? But there's stuff that feels like George Clinton inspired. Like, it's it's really, it's, it's really good stuff, right? And so... I think the thing that vegan vegan already is is doing the thing that I kind of love most when, uh, that he does, which is working with artists. Right? I was obsessed with the John Glacier album that came out in twenty twenty one. That was that that he I think produced the entirety of, uh, because again, there's just someone sort of stitching it together, knitting it together. Not that electronic music can't stand on its own, but there's something about the yeah, like the room that that some of these songs leave. Um, that it's they're just so well complemented by by a vocalist um and yeah vegans ep is is doing a lot of that we don't talk about eps and singles on this podcast but let's just say if i was listening to that ep i'm really liking it um they do something and we'll talk about it i'm sure inevitably when it's my uh, one of my picks but they do it something on one of the one of the tracks that's called uh, what's it called it's called a halo flip um shout out bungee uh it's called halo flip and <laughs> the uh there's this moment where they say like what what feels like a bbc presenter or like you know radio voice just be, being like uh you know um i think it's just like <laughs> i forget exactly what it is that, that the vocalist says but just shit they say on the radio like new hot mix you know and i just like <laughs> love that it has a really cool vibe it's not that like having something sound like a, a a broadcast or the radio is like new, but that particular BBC vibe of listening to like a BBC central mix or whatever um, feels very particular, right? And it grounds it in, in a particular sound. So yeah, listening to uh, th- that EP, um, uh, which is called The Path Less Traveled. I don't even, it's not really an EP. It's just like the first three singles compiled mm-hmm. into an EP on, on Spotify because this is our modern reality. Um, but yeah, listening to that back-to-back with um, SD2 uh, by Luke Mann and also Infra by Patrick Holland. It was an amazing mm-hmm. record that, this month. Hasn't quite It didn't quite break pick territory, but 
um, I kind of felt like I needed to pick SD2 or Infra, and, and Infra is amazing. It, it features um, CFCF on a track or two mm-hmm. um, that, you know, obviously one of my favorites. And yeah, just l- love the sound of that record. So very much recommend that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's fucking it, dude. Episode one, season two, Woo! episode 13 overall, music podcast, 2020 fucking four, dude. We're here, man. We're here. Yeah. I, uh, we're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We never left, we're back but like we're back. We, like, <laughs> like we never left. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, as always, if you check the description, uh, we've got the playlist linked for you with some of the tracks we're talking about. Feel free to follow a, follow along, um, listen along. We've got a link to our um, our email if you want to send us a mail. And mm-hmm. what we'll also have a link to is our new Instagram, which is already mm-hmm. extant, but I will be populating with posts from uh, the last year. Um, follow that to keep up with new releases. Obviously, this will be in your podcatcher of choice. And newly populated to uh apple Podcasts and and most other podcatchers if you are wanting to listen to it in a place that where it isn't write in let me know um because rss feeds are an old tech technology and it should be simpler to get it everywhere and you think you do it and then you're like oh shit it's not on amazon podcasts or whatever um so yeah new on apple podcasts mm-hmm. it looks great sounds great on apple Podcasts. shout outs to the apple overlords mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, my, my dog, Tim Apple. Tim my Apple, man. my dog. Jordan, send us out with some words of wisdom, and let's get the fuck out of here. Watch it. Thanks for listening. You said, yeah, go ahead. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you, and, and send us an email. Please. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Love you Bye. all. This is Dad. Peaches, 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 peaches. Peaches, peaches, peaches. peaches. <laughs> Music podcast forever. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.